This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave, by golly, in the piney woods of north central Florida on a very special day today with Ted Yoho, which we'll get into in just a moment. And uh, we've got to thank our sponsors. Uh, Got to thank Mellon Wall Studio for taking care of us here and providing steady, steady support for this show. Melvin Law is the only official uh, firm partner of the University of Florida Gators, and it's a full-service legal uh, firm. And we're protected by our great supporters from crime prevention, uh, Randy Elrad and John Pastore. Get yourself a doorbell camera. Get yourself some protection locally by a locally-run business. Support these sponsors of this show because they're locally-run businesses. And many of them have really started from scratch. And contrary to what Obama said, yes, they did build it pretty much themselves. And they certainly sustain it themselves. So uh, we uh, appreciate everybody who uh, tunes into the Word Scott Files and uh, helps us get the message out to you about what is going on in our society, both locally, internationally, nationally, uh, statewide, the whole bit. We try to cover the waterfront. And we indeed have waterfront today. Because um, I've learned to Ted Yoho, I watched the sun come up this morning. It was a bright red sun. And I thought, boy, there comes Ted Yoho. He's as teddy, uh, steady as the sun rising and setting. And uh, yeah. I don't always. Now, that, like the sun moves. Now, it moves on the horizon. Or it looks to us like it does. Uh, tell the so Shaw Ted, brothers how, how punctual I am. <laughs> yeah. And so Ted can be anywhere on the horizon. Today, he's on his boat, on his dock. In Wilaka, I think. Wilaka, um, Florida, the vast capital of the world. The vast capital of the world. And and is living the good life, but still has one foot in the political turmoil. That's why we love to talk to him, among other things. We're not going to talk about fishing today. And we can. Uh, you can uh, call in today if you want to or chat in and we'll get the message about how are they biting. Um, so really, uh, uh, Ted, it's uh, always great to see you on Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, we have no end of things to talk about. I texted you yesterday, and I, I don't know if this is a convenient place to start, but the left, it appears to many of us, is bound and be damned uh, take, to, take, uh, to make Trump into a folk hero. I, I you yeah. know, oh my God, can you comment? I can comment, but I'd like to listen to your take on it. I've never seen anything like it. I've got the paperwork here, by the way, Ted, that begins this whole saga. And Trump has alluded to it coming down the uh, escalator or whatever it was, the stairs. And, and you know, yeah. in August 15th, 2016, Ted, just to refresh. I remember it well. You were there in <laughs> the Beast, I think. FBI counter espionage chief Peter Strick Strock Stroke, an FBI attorney, Paramore, I think, Lisa Page, yeah. met with Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe. 
and wanted to take out an insurance policy to make sure that Trump didn't get elected. Now, here they come full circle and want to go get him in Georgia. Anyway, I'm going to step back and let you talk about this for a minute. <laughs> I want to talk about fishing first. The thing I like about fishing is if you don't catch anything, it's it's too hot. The sun came up too early. There was a full moon. The wind was blowing. The wind wasn't blowing enough. You know, you got every excuse for not catching fish. <laughs> <laughs> and I use them all. I have used them all. But, okay. uh, you know, this thing with, with Trump, and, and you highlighted back when he and Melania came down, Trump Towers in New York in 2015, it started then. Actually, it probably started a little bit earlier because Obama had approved uh, uh, wiretapping and surveillance of Trump which he's not been brought up and charged with or investigated. You know, they've got a the, the, the bubble of protection around the Obama administration uh, for obvious reasons. We can go into it another time. But for the FBI to go and do the investigations and create this false narrative, and you name the players and you, throw, you need to throw in Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell and all these other guys, this is no different than what Putin does in Russia or Stalin did or Hitler did. They go after their political enemies, and we've never seen them gone after in full view like we have now. I know the FBI has always been nefarious on political enemies. You know, if you look at the dossiers they kept on, like Martin Luther King, um, you know, Robert Kennedy, the Robert Kennedy Jr. now. And for this to happen in America erodes the very fundamental principle of a constitutional republic in a, a country that lives by the laws. And we're not doing that. And, and it's more in your face now. And, of course, this leads to a breakdown of um, trust in your government, uh, belief in the news, belief in the government. And so when you start getting that, people start, uh, I think the, the word you used before was tribalism. They start forming in different groups. And this is so evident with, the different factions that are coming up, you know, you had the Republican and Democrat parties. Now you've got on the Democrat side, you've got about six or seven different entities from the progressives, uh, the black caucus, Asian um, caucus, the Latino caucus. And then it goes down from there. And the Republican side, you've got the freedom caucus. You've got the, uh, <clears throat> the Tuesday morning group. You've got the problem solvers caucus. You've got the Republican study committee. So you have all these different factions now, in society, that's the, the divide in the politics. In society, you got to divide between conservative liberals. You know, now you got transgenders and all the, all the, all this stuff we're dealing with now. So we got we have at the the most I've ever seen in my sixty eight years a divided society like I've never seen before. And uh, <clears throat> you know, it's just it, we're at a breaking point, and there will be a flashpoint. And so. As you opened up with Trump, the media is hell-bent on making him this Republican icon. And I say they're going to do that to tear him down more than they ever did before. You know, if he survives the, the primaries and gets into the general election, you know, I, I fear for that man's life. You know, uh, you know you've got the government coming after you uh, using their corrupt judicial system. And then you have, you know, if he looks like he's going to win, you're going to have Antifa out there. You're going to have, which is basically the brown shirts of um, Nazi uh, Germany under Hitler. And I'm, there's there's no difference in what they did. 
Uh, it's all about intimidation and running people away from the polls and not speaking up. And so we're at a very tumultuous time in American politics. It's exciting on one point that we're here, but it's very, it's very um, uh, dangerous. And it's a scary point for us in society. And we just hope that the belief in our system will carry us through this and a leader that will unite us. Um, and I don't know if President Trump's the one that can do that. I think there'll be more division. Uh, and I want to talk to you because if you've heard him say he wants to extend more power to the executive branch. And um, if you want to go into that, we can. <clears throat> Definitely. We'll go over wherever you want to go. But I want to respond to what you've said because sure. <clears throat> uh, the division of the country will only increase. And I think position publicly that Sanders has taken about this is very, very wise, of course. Here he is in a battle with uh, uh, Trump. And um, the other part of all this is that press doesn't want DeSantis either. Um, they're going to go after him because of his attack on their values and uh, the wokeism and all that business. Sure. But, but DeSantis said, I hope they don't indict him. It would be terrible for the country. You know, that's a very good statement for a politician. He's not going to get any credit from the press for that. But what he's basically saying is, look, there are things that are bigger than there are things bigger than any individual character in this drama, such as I, DeSantis, Trump. It's the country. And it's we the people, no, yeah. Yeah, the people. And none of this is any good for the country. It is absolutely dangerous beyond really a lot of people's imagination. It's uh it is. I mean, really, do you talk you think about it, Ted? To, to, for people walking down the road, that, that some things are beginning to make it apparent to them. The cities are falling apart. Education is falling apart. Uh, the, the judicial system is under attack. They want to water down the Supreme Court because uh, they're using the ethic card to do it. There's a lot of things that are beginning to fly in the face of, of the public. Uh, the inflation is cramming electric cars down their throat. You name it. There's almost no corner of the room that isn't being filled with their attack. Uh, I don't know how good the Republicans are doing at fighting it off. I'm going to get your opinion on that because you're very close to all the players. Uh, there's a lot of discussion that, you know, they're not fighting back effectively. What do you, what's your take on that since I took us there? Maybe you can help me well, out. Well, no, I think you're right on that. I think what you see, um, you know, I saw Jim Jordan just in the hallway. I was up in D.C. last week, and it was interesting. Because if you go back to, I think it was February, he threatened to subpoena records from the White House or the FBI with Christopher Wray. Uh, here we are in the latter part of July, and he still doesn't have them. But if you look at sound bites he's done between when he first asked for those to now, what is that? That's six months? No, four months? Yeah, it's close to six months. Um He's still threatening to subpoena him. Now, keep in mind that time period for Congress is only two years long. And so we're halfway through the first year. When they come back from recess, we go into the Christmas and they've got to fund the government. And then when they come back in January, everything is pointed towards politics, you know, winning the next election, keeping and building the majority in the House, hopefully in the Senate. And these investigations. If the Republicans lose the House, 
that investigation they've done for a year and a half, two years goes away. It was all for naught. And so don't send another letter to Christopher Ray threatening to subpoena him, subpoena him and get his rear end in front of the committee. And if he knows shows he's in contempt of court, arrest him when he comes on Capitol Hill property. And we've talked about that before. Congress can't arrest anybody, but they can um, direct the Capitol Hill police to arrest this person. All you have to do is do it one or two times, put these people in jail, and then carry that judicial process out. But they don't do that. It's all rhetoric. And, um, you know, you know, I'm sure you saw what Iran was doing. They're shooting at uh, oil tankers in the, uh, uh, the Straits of Hormuz, where I think 80% of the world's oil goes through. They're shooting at tankers trying to hijack these tankers. They've done 22 hijacks of tankers since 19 or 2021, I think it is. These things are going on. You got Iran going down to uh, 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 Brazil with warships. Uh, they'll be in. They'll be in Cuba. They're talking about being on both ends of the Panama Canal along with China. And these are all the things that are really going on that we should be focused on. And they're not. It's all politics. And and they want to use Trump because he gathers and gains so much media attention. Of course, he loves it. He, he inflames it. You know, fans of flames of that because he's getting free press. I want. I think the American people want people that are running our country to focus on the major problems and get rid of the sideshows. It's not a reality show. This is our country. As you said, this is about the survival of America, and they're not doing it. Well, you know, it's um, back to the original statement that opened the uh, commentary today. They're making Trump into a folk hero. Yeah, yeah. And people will champion the underdog. (laughs) It's the human being. It's the human nature. The champion, sure. the underdog. Uh, Martin Luther King knew that. He taught he sure passive did. resistance. He picked it up from Gandhi. And he taught his people, listen, when they hit you, don't fight back. Sooner or later, people will say the fight's not fair. And that's right. the way we can change things. They're, they're doing this to Trump because at the same time, you mentioned rhetoric. The rhetoric of Trump calling Georgia, find me 12,000 votes, is kind of pool hall talk. You know, it, I mean, really, it is. I'm t- it's sloppy for maybe, uh, you know, a president. But, you know, when you say, hey, buddy, find me 12,000, you know, he's been saying these kind of things for all his life. You know, find right. me I mean, the Democrats do that, but they don't say it out loud. They just go do it. They just go do it. And, and, the other thing that's just been so weird, come on, let's face it, the cocaine in the White House. Are you kidding me? I almost used the S word. Are you kidding me? You're telling me that you can't protect? What if that had been anthrax? What What are you talking about? You can't, oh, hum, we they just would have it. microscopes up a lot of rear ends right now finding out who put the anthrax in there. Yeah, Look, I, I don't buy it. You know, it's a cover-up. Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner can't even go through the right. terminal in Russia with a little bottle of vape oil without being thrown in a slammer. And we can't run down who brought coke in the White House while we're locking well, up for it. You know why I don't you know why I think they don't do it, Ted? 
they want to make the criminal the hero. Okay, they don't want to find that. That's what Democrats do. They make them the victim. Yeah, they don't want to find that coke because they don't want to put coke. You know, look at how they put people back out on the bricks. And, you know, look at the drugs and fentanyl. They don't want these drug drugs to be drugs. I mean, I think that's at the bottom of their. They could find that. Come on. I mean, if they can't, they need to be fired. Well, we've got such a broken system now. And, you know, God help us that we get the right person in there. You know, I talk to a lot of people in different countries in that. And part of what Trump did, they really liked. The other part, they said, you know, it just puts a shadow over America on foreign policy. And that's why you saw Putin go into Russia, because Trump had um, upset our foreign policies. He made it stronger with NATO. He made it stronger with the Abraham Accords. And um, he put a lot of pressure on China. But when you, you switch and you put a Biden in there and they see absolutely no leadership, uh, a, a man that everybody in the world thinks has dementia, including me, um, you get a rise of these powers. And that, of course, Putin goes right into crime, uh, uh, Ukraine. And then China is building up the largest military on the planet. And uh, Iran is doing what Iran has always done. And no telling what North Korea will do. And the thing that scares me is, China being in Cuba and um, building joint military training camps, uh, plus spying on us, which we knew they've always done. So you have all these things going on outside of American politics, and they're enjoying this circus. And there's no telling how much foreign influence comes in there and, and keeps fanning the, the flames with the billows, you know, like the old uh, blacksmiths had, uh, just to keep us as a divided nation. And we will not survive as a divided nation. It's biblical. President Lincoln talked about it. Um, and we we have to get that person that will unite America as we the people and the United States of America, not the divided states of America. Well, it's difficult because the press will make anything that is threatening their values and what they support and believe in a villain. The press doesn't have a lot of values. <laughs> right. Your career. You're, Absolutely right about that. We're talking about Ted Yoho here. I'm looking at the chat line, um, seeing some good old friends check on here. Uh, Doug Whitaker just had an operation. I see a great friend of mine, a former student of mine, Linda Mathis McIntyre. Hello, Linda. It's great to see you. And uh, Doug and Betsy, hello from Ted and Carol. Yeah. uh, I think they just. I guess I just did, didn't I? Yeah, you just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, it's. uh, well, we're talking here about uh, perplexing issues that are have unintended consequences. I, I I wonder if the Democrats are as smart as we are. I mean, joking, but I'm not joking. Don't they see that trying to hang January 6th on Trump's speeches is using the insurrection laws? I mean... Can you stretch it that far, Ted? I think they're very astute at what they're doing. What better way to keep somebody's eye off the ball by, and they do that by putting all these little shiny objects out there. January 6th, Trump was responsible for this. This was an insurrection. This is that. I was there. It was no more of an insurrection than a a Tea Party rally. I mean, there were some bad actors in there, but I think that was by design. And, you know, we we don't know how much the FBI and, you know, other people in the intelligence agency 
kind of help coordinate that or usher people in there when we saw them removing barricades like come on in come on in and uh, and so the democrats if they can deflect from what what biden is doing and don't focus on the the gaffes that biden does don't focus on him stumbling and tripping focus on the policies that he is carrying on from the obama administration um you know, look at all the things they did illegally. Obamacare, DACA, which is the delayed action of childhood arrivals. And the list goes on. When you put in the uh, uh, PBMs of pharmacy uh, benefit managers that have driven up the costs of, of medicine here. So they put all these programs in place. And the Republicans, instead of going after and removing some of these programs, we get distracted by the shiny object. And they know the short cycle of the congressional calendar is about a year and three months of actual work. Everything else goes to uh, uh, politics after that when they come back from uh, the January break in 2024. And nothing significant will get done in Washington. And the Democrats, all they have to do is just wait us out. And hopefully they get the House back in their mind and then everything we did goes away. It's kind of like the January 6th hearings from the new Congress. It just went away. You know, what came out of that? What came out of that? Nothing. You know, I mean, there's some people in jail that if you get a Republican president, my bet, whoever it is, they will uh, 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 let them out and commute them um, and pardon them. And, and, but in the meantime, Russia's building up, China's building up. I shouldn't say Russia, but China, Cuba, Iran are becoming more hostile and we're becoming more indebted in debt. We're becoming more indebted to China and rare earth metals and other nefarious players. And, um, you know, we're not paying attention to the things we need to pay attention, including our education. We've got our chat line lit up here, but one thing that occurs to me, the vindictiveness of the Democrats trying to run down every citizen who was there frustrated with their lying behavior. Their lying behavior created the frustration and the criminal. Here's the thing. Created their criminality. If they're going to say that those people were criminals, their lying behavior created their criminality. Okay. Let's just hypothesize that, which I think is pretty much true. Well, they're able to forgive all other criminals. I mean, come on. They they celebrated them. Yeah, they celebrate other criminals. They're able to forgive a forgive student loans for God's sakes. He's trying that okay, again. There, that's another example of an illegal act that the, the Biden administration is doing that has no basis in law. He can't do that. Yet they keep pushing that and they keep doing that. Of course, he's using that as a political tool for votes, and it's strictly illegal. And why? I mean, that should be an impeachable offense right there because, you know, he's not following Section 2, Article 3 of the Constitution that he should faithfully execute the laws of the land. And I'm going to pivot here if it's OK, because this is something Trump said that scares me. Um, he says he wants to increase the powers of the executive branch. And uh, I think that should scare every American. Now, if you read his reasoning, part of it, I agree 100 percent with. He wants to clean out these agencies. He wants to uh, deep state, be, able, yeah. be able to fire people easier. But what he doesn't realize, if he doesn't get the legislation in place to make it law, 
He's doing it by executive order, and the next president can unroll it just like they did the nuclear deal with uh, Iran. That's what we call the JCPOA. Keystone Pipeline. Keystone Pipeline, too. Yeah. So you go in, you go out, you go in, you go out. It's not permanent. Trump, if he's going to do that, which I commend him, he needs to get a supermajority in the House and the Senate, and it may take two cycles on the House. But get these people and say, if you bring these bills to me, I will sign them. And then he should be like a George Washington and be willing to give up powers to the executive branch through the executive orders and signing statements that have run amok since uh, probably since uh, Reagan and the one before Reagan, Carter. Um, They've all used them, but they have just escalated. And they have the effect of law, but they're not law. They're not legal. They're an opinion of what the president wants to do. So he redirects what Congress intended to do. And he does. I'll give you a great example. Uh, The DFC is a bill I put in that created the Development Finance Corporation. And it was a way to help countries move from aid to trade because I got tired of the perpetual aid. And it was supposed to be used only for foreign countries. Well, Trump, under COVID, redirected $6 billion to be used in the United States of America uh, to go into rapid production for ventilators, PPEs, and stuff like that. So we're taking foreign aid money and putting it in America. And I know a lot of people will applaud that, but it was illegal, and it was done by an executive order. So now he leaves office. Biden is in there, and he's, he's continuing that. He's trying to use that same thing. Uh, for climate change and stuff like that. And that's the problem when you have a president that oversteps a boundary and a Congress that doesn't hold these people accountable and say, no, that's not your, your purview or your, your responsibility. And that's where they should go after him hard. So if you do that, we're going to impeach you. Uh, but they don't do that. They'll have a hearing and they'll have another hearing and they'll threaten a subpoena. And then two years goes by and you get a new Congress, nothing gets done. I'm on Ted Yolo today, who was sitting by the dock of the bay. I mean, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I might have to put Otis Redding on here. A yeah, you got to put some Otis Redding on there. He's there. Start whistling. Yeah, if somebody just tuned in, they wonder what in the world is going on here. He's laid back and he's down at uh, the lake, the best uh, capital of the world. There, chilling and talking to us. What a life! I'm, and every once in a while, he has to dip into the world of evil though and go back to DC. We, we we're glad he does. Uh, we're coming up on a break in about four minutes. I gotta give you a heads up on a couple of things that are on my minds. Um, uh, one, of course, is uh, what we've been talking. Turn about. this over here so you can see that boat going. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And that's beautiful day out here on the river. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Well, right. uh, yeah, I've been on that river several times, so uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun out there. Um, we're going to have the woke military come up. What's going on with it? If you can get your mind around that a little bit. Uh, uh, the Republicans not approving the defense bill. This is from a veteran who uh, has got a lot of veteran issues on his mind. So maybe we can address those if we get back from the break. And there was something else on my mind, which I forgot when I looked at the boat. So <laughs> I'll, it'll come back to me, but I, I just drifted away. Sorry. Sorry That's about all right. that. not, yeah, I just drifted away. Um, but anyway, um, yes, it's, um, it's a tangled web and, um, I don't I know. I was up in, I was up in DC, uh, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I went out to dinner with one of the chairmen of uh, one of the committees, and he sent me this video. I'll send it to you over the break. Of it's a training video for the military by a guy named Rachel, and it wasn't Rachel Levine, and it just it. Number one, I don't know how the guy passed basic looking at him. And uh, he was talking about diversity, and they want to include everybody. You're kidding me. This is what they give new recruits. And I'll send it to you. And you wonder why we're, we're like 30% down on our recruiting throughout all branches of the military. That's here in the States. China knows this. Russia knows this. Iran knows this. All of our adversaries know this. And we still promote this kind of garbage. Those are the things that should be changed uh, where a president can't come in and put in a political ideology. When it comes to the military, you need to learn how to fight to protect this nation, blow up things, and people die. You know, just the way it is. You know, I thought of the other thing. It was the third-party candidate. We'll talk about that, too. How long? Well, send that to me. I'm going to ship it over to Zach at production right and, see now. Can, and see if we can get it on the air. A little bit of it anyway. I don't know how long, but it doesn't matter. We'll run some of it when we get back from the break. Uh, we're talking with Ted Yoho. We're gonna uh, get a we're gonna get a video here from him in a moment. I'm gonna feed it over to production during our break. See if we can talk about it in the second part of the show here uh, about our woke military and anything else you all want to talk about. I'm looking at the chat line. Um, I think that the uh, uh, energy of Ted today is really up there because he's sitting by the dock of the bay. We need to put him out there a little more often on Wednesdays. Uh, I've seen him everywhere. I've seen him in Mongolia. I've seen him in South Korea. I've seen him in Vietnam. Uh, I've seen him in the belly of the beast. A lot of frequent flyer miles. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) A lot of frequent flyer miles. Oh, a lot of frequent flyer miles. Yeah. Oh, my golly. And uh, as long as you weren't stuck on the tarmac in 115-degree weather in Las Vegas like somebody was, and they wouldn't let them off for four hours. Wow. Wow. Uh, I will be going down to the Florida Keys for lobster season, and this is a climate research project that I can report back to you the temperature of the water. Oh, that's definitely, that's a must. That's a must. Okay, we're going to take a break, and uh, I'll talk with production while we're gone. Uh, we'll I sent right, you that video. Right back on the Word Scott Files. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner 
on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Word Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, Ward's weather report brought to you by Lewis Oil, fossil fuel, great supporter for us. Chevron stations, Wendell Lewis. Well, 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 it's hot. What can I say? It's hot everywhere. But, uh, of course, uh, we're looking where Ted is, and he figured out how to handle it. Just a little story about Georgia, though. Um, No peaches, apparently, according to what I'm reading here from uh, a a post by CNN. Considered the source, but I suppose they can't screw this up too much. they claim that the peach state has lost more than 90% of this year's crop after a February heat wave followed by two late spring frosts. Uh, this was a triple whammy that uh, destroyed peach varieties specifically bred to survive different weather scenarios. And it's wildly inflated prices of the fruit uh, to the local markets. Um, I don't know anything about that, but um, I do know there's all this information and mythology and Charming, uh, and from you know, in our mind about the Georgia peach, but I don't think we're talking about the peach in that one. I think we're talking about the Georgia beauty queen. But uh, let me not go there this I day. Have been shortage of those. Yeah, yeah, I can't go there this day without being yeah, guilty of, not here, so I say that. of <laughs> omitting somebody in transition, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. So I'll uh, take a look at this. Those of you in Georgia, and tell me if this is uh, really the deal. Uh, that uh, uh, we have a little problem with the peach up there. And we're talking about the peach you actually uh, put ice cream on. So uh, <laughs> as Ted says, there's no shortage of Georgia peaches, the type that go in the beauty contest. Well, well, well. I'm sorry, probably politically incorrect. That's probably politically incorrect. But uh, uh, anyway, we got it. It's our show. It's our show. Okay. That's right. It's your show. Yeah. Well, you know, you were talking about your 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 uh, sponsors, and I got to give a shout out to Lewis Oil because as a veterinarian, I saw their trucks everywhere, and I I, w- I probably service ten counties in North Florida. Now that I'm over here in Putnam County, I see their truck over here delivering fuel to the farms and you know bulk users. So they do a great job, and they get out, and uh, I'm happy they're a sponsor of yours. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it's all not about the gas pump that you fill your car up with. The diesel fuel in the big tanks for people who are running hundreds of acres of tractor need is very, very significant. And I know that Wendell Lewis fills that niche quite well. Um, she offered me to put a tank here 
at Windy Hill, but I just don't have enough need for it. But it passed my mind. She said, I'll come out every once in a while and fill it up for you. So there's a lot to be said for that. You know, you were talking about the weather. And, um, you know, you're hearing the news showing all these red zones around the United States. And I wanted to know how accurate that was. Because, you know, like you said, you, you worry about if it's out of CNN, they paint the worst picture. And so what I did is I went to the Farmer's Almanac and did a 100-year search in areas that they were highlighting. And they said historic highs. And um, some of them were accurate, but others, they have had highs like that, you know, 50, 75 years ago. So, you know, you got to keep everything in perspective. If it's a trend and it stays high for a long period of time, that's different. But it's like the stock market. You know, it may be up 20 points today and down 30 points tomorrow. And you can't look at the highs and the lows. You've got to look at that trend. And that's what we want to look at. And it's the same with CO2. When I was up in Iowa, um, they were talking about CO2 concentrations, how they're rapidly going up. And they are. But at one point, they are five to 7,000 parts per million on the planet. And that goes back millions of years ago. And, you know, there's cycles that we go through. And to put a blame on what we're doing as humans, yeah, there's definitely probably a part from us. But how much of this comes from solar activity and other things? One of the things I read the other day was the amount of water that has been pumped out of the earth has changed the um, the rotational stability of the earth, and it's made it tilt uh, 15 inches. And so you can see if Florida was here on the uh, circulating and it tilted 15 inches and either put it up further north or further south, how that would affect it. And they're saying that plays a big part in the climate change too, but we don't hear about that because, well, that is man-made, you know, pumping water out. Which, talking about pumping water out, I, I don't know if you saw that Arizona – Yes, yeah, we, I covered that yesterday, yeah. Arizona yeah. shipping it to Saudi Arabia? No, I didn't hear about that, no. Yeah, they're taking tankers of water from the Arizona River that's going to Saudi Arabia. Really? Well, you know, this idea about the tilting of the earth reminds me of my mother, who lived to be 107 and a half, and, and um, uh, Australia was always a mysterious place to her. And sure. uh, so I said she was born three months after the Titanic sank. Anyway, in discussing Australia, she said, you can't go to Australia. Go in there and look at the globe. You'll fall off. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, Zach has got that. Like the poly, that was like the scientists from around the world, and there was a Polish delegation, and Russia was talking about we were first in space. Americans say we're the first on the moon, and this is going to be politically incorrect, but it's kind of funny. And, and the, the Polish didn't want to be outdone. And so they said, uh, we're going to go to the sun. And they said, they, everybody slapped at him and said, well, you can't go to the sun. And they said, well, we're going to go at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Listen, we'll probably get censored and I'll be thrown off. I'm sorry. I'm talking to production here. Zach, do we have that video queued up? Okay. Uh, he got the video queued up, uh, Ted. And uh, I don't know if you can see it or not.
Hi, I'm Major Rachel Jones, and what Pride means to me is celebrating that diversity is our strength as a nation and as an army. Pride means something very special to me as a LGBTQ individual, and it's a chance to show everyone what we have to offer in terms of the diverse skill sets that we bring and the diverse ways of thinking we bring into the team to make everything work better. Hi, I'm Major Rachel Jones. And everything work better. Hi, I'm Major Rachel Jones. Okay. Okay, you ran it once. Uh, let's run the thing again. It. Let's run it one more time, Zach. Can you do that? <laughs> Can you do the video? Can you do the video again? Yeah. Zach, can you hear me? Oh, you don't hear my mic anymore? I hear you. Yeah, my mic's on. Can you run it again? Okay, let's run it one more time real quick. Anyway, yes, best thing is just post it on your website where people can listen to it. Yeah, we'll post it out there. You know, I don't know what that t transgender population is, the number, but I know it's probably less than 1%. It's less than 1%. Yeah, and CNN would like to let you, and MSNBC would like to think it's the majority. Um, you know, it's just, I, I just think it's so wrong. And, and again, look at the signal that sends to our, 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 ally, or our allies and adversaries. Uh, it just shows a weak, divided America is what it shows. Well, we get a lot of response to that on the chat line. People didn't, that didn't go over really well with them. Um, I don't know what, you know, the language too, beyond just the sexual uh, illusions there, um, a team and we have skill sets and, you know, what the heck are they doing? Applying for a job? I mean, that's, I mean, you know, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Huh? I don't we're know. Not about, we're not talking well, about jumping out of airplanes. This really started under Obama. Well, Clint, you know, don't ask, don't tell. And then Obama was on steroids with this stuff. And then Trump, uh, Biden, he's just clueless. But yet the team behind him is very astute at what they're trying to do. And it's divisional politics is what it is. Well, talking with Ted Yoho, and I'm looking at the chat line. Uh, we are talking about something that was requested by one of our veterans here to talk about wokeism in the military. And we just showed you this. Let's back up and let people know. Where That's this a great goes. example of wokeism. Yeah. And, and, and fill them in again on where you got this. And you got it right out of D.C., right? It came from a chairman from a committee, a powerful committee. And he says, this is the stuff we're fighting um, up here, you know, and and. You know, that's why they went into the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, and took money out. And this is something Congress did good, uh, the Republican slim majority. And they got rid of money going into uh, wokeism, uh, 
training into the military, and hopefully garbage like this will not be produced. And you know it wouldn't be produced under a Republican president. And it shouldn't be re- uh, produced under a Democrat president because it, the military should be apolitical. It should be focused on their mission, and their mission is not social engineering. Got a question has come in. I'm just looking through my midnight auto yard here to see what I've got on it. Um, the question, do kind of, kind of pivot here a little bit on what we're talking about. Um, the let me just find this here. The um, well, you may have to talk while I look, but uh, um, I, I found it. I'll get it in a minute. We covered the, the loan scheme. We covered that. Um, oh, yeah, this is interesting. Here is, this is published by USA Today. I don't know if you saw it or not. A lawyer's letter protecting Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's lawyer warning Donald Trump to stop yeah. attacking. Did you see that? I saw that. Uh, and again, Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it. Uh, They're going to use every tactic they can. And this is the thing that concerns me about Trump being the nominee and getting in there, because this stuff will ramp up like we've never seen it. We thought it was bad before when Trump was in the White House. You're going to have arrows coming at him from every direction. And then the question that we have to ask as citizens or we the people, can a person under this much attack and the, the, the insults coming at him, and the nonstop, it'll be a 24-7 coming from individuals like that, from Hollywood, the media, foreign nations are going to go in there and add to it just to keep everything, everybody off their game in America. Can a person like that focus 100% of their efforts on our nation at a time when we need it more than anything else? Well, the answer is no. That would be, the, I think, the rational answer. Yeah, I mean, the answer is no. I mean, there's no question about that. And that's a problem. That's a dilemma. And therefore, what the press really wants is an ineffective competitor. And I still don't believe it would be Biden. I think it would be Newsom. Um, I remember now the other topic I wanted to talk about was that conjecture and perhaps what you're hearing about third party. Um, Uh, Oh, that's right. You brought that up. Yeah. What Uh, you hear about that is. Um, you know, I've seen that that guy that, that I, I don't know him. He was going to get in as a third party candidate. We saw somebody as popular as Theodore Roosevelt did that, and the Republicans lost control. I just had a manatee swim by, um, and then we saw it again with Ross Perot, third party candidate. Republicans lost control, and that brought in Clinton. And uh, it would have to be a candidate that can unite America around those basic things that appeal to people on all sides, you know, to become Americans, not a conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, white, black, we're Americans. And we have to understand our strength comes from being a united America that if you look over the history, uh, we weren't always inclusive. You know, we had the slavery issue. We had all these other things, but over the course of the last couple hundred years, we have become a lot better nation. Instead of celebrating the changes and the improvements we've made as a nation, these people want to go back to the past and keep dividing us. And 
a third party candidate, if they can't do that, uh, I think you'll see somebody like a, it depends who they appeal to. If they appeal to the liberal left, you'll see a Republican get in. If they appeal to the Republican side, you'll see uh, uh, the Democrats get in because they'll still votes from either party. Well, the only successful, and he wasn't successful, closest to being successful, I remember Ross Perot. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Perot was a real candidate. I he mean, was. I, I voted for him. And, of course, that brought in Bill Clinton. I, I voted for him, too. You know, I went to hear him. He came to Florida to talk at the O-Dome. I just wanted to see his ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his poster boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, no, he was a much more of a player than the environmental guy. What was his name? I'll see out of my Nader. Ralph Nader. Yeah. Much more than that. Uh, fellow was. Well, I think Perot got 17 or 20% of the votes. Didn't he? If I remember right, he yeah. got, he got the highest percentage of votes for a, a third party candidate. Um, but again, you know, that's why I caution about a third party candidate. Yeah, that, that it's it's um, it doesn't work. I, I, you know, unfortunately, there's so many. I mean, there's nothing really to stop at three. I guess you could have four or five parties. You make up all kinds sure. of parties. That could happen. Um, but I think the American people want a different candidate. You know, you know what you have with Obama or with Biden. You know what you have with Trump. And you have to say, is this going to serve America? I mean, you see what Biden's done—the destruction he and his policies and his parties have done to America in a three-year period of time. Just look at the border. Um, and if he gets back in with a, a Democrat Congress, those millions of people that have come in, plus all the other millions that were here, will get voted in to be uh, citizens. And they're going to come out in droves to support him because that'll come up. That will give citizenship. You know, if you give, give us a, a majority in the House and the Senate, you know, they'll do amnesty. I guarantee you. I mean, I, I just I've talked to them up there. I know what they want to do. What do you make of this? I'm, I'm skipping around here a little bit, but it's uh, something obviously that the left is using. Uh, and they're trying, of course, pin this whole white supremacy thing on the Republican Party. Senator Tommy Tuberville, I looked at what he said. Yeah, I didn't think, you know, come on, you know. You know, this guy's a football coach. You know how many black guys he's coached? I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, what did he say? I missed it. Oh, I got to go back and remember now what it was. Let's see what it was here. Um, let me keep talking while I look because, uh, you know, see if well, it's for in anybody to weigh in that's in the Senate or the House <clears throat> saying the Republican Party is a racist party uh, or against any minority. They're living in the past and it's divisional politics. All you have to do is look at the history of where the racism started. And, you know, we'll, we'll never get rid of racism. You're never going to get rid of stupidity. You're never going to get rid of weight, uh, overweightness or ignorance. Those things are embedded in society. But if you look at the party that was, you know, the slave owners of the South, they're, uh, they were the ones that became the Democrats. It was the KKK that came out of the Democrats. The ones against civil rights were the Democrats. The ones that have been after the blacks all along have been the Democrats. The ones that come out against the conservative Republican are the Democrats, calling them an uncle Tom and you're still on the plantation. 
they're the ones using the racist rhetoric, but they blame the Republicans, and the Republicans don't fight back on this. You know, I voted against that uh, anti-lynching bill or the lynching bill, and I got charged with being racist. Um, I was quoted as saying that, uh, you know, in order to vote, you had to own property rights, and I got hung up as a racist. And I was just stating political facts. When the lynching bill came out, that was strictly a social um, divisional policy. Lynching's already illegal. It would have taken away states' rights that wanted to hang. If you hung somebody, it's the death penalty. It would have gotten rid of that. And it would have made the, if you if you hung somebody and killed them, the maximum penalty they could get would be 10 years in prison. And it was ridiculous. But if you vote against it, you're automatically a racist. And uh, I just don't play that kind of garbage. I didn't play that kind of garbage politics. Well, actually, what I think, the you know, they, I can't find the exact quote. I'm probably searching it in a second. But what they're really upset with Tuberville about is um, he has been single-handedly blocking military promotions over the Pentagon's policy to pay expenses for women in the military who must travel for abortion care. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying there. Yeah. 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 Right. And, and Biden of course is going to play that abortion card for everything he's worth. Um, That's that is the Democrats number one issue. You know, the Supreme court Trump put in three conservative justices that took away your reproductive rights. And, we know where pregnant. You know, I've talked about this, and we've said it on the air. We know where pregnancy comes from. There's ways to prevent that, and it's called responsibility. Yes, there are some accidents, and then you have rape, and people say rape and incest, but they're kind of the same thing. You know, you take advantage of a minor like that, you're probably raping that uh, individual. Not always, maybe, but um, you know, or, or the, the the threat of a medical death to the mother. You know, those things I think can you, you can deal with those. Um, but I know people that have had three abortions just because I think they're stupid. You know, well, you know, the whole idea, them. too, the, the whole idea was not that, you know, the Supreme Court didn't make any comments about abortion. They just said, hey, it doesn't belong in the Constitution. You guys yeah, go, put, now, if you want right. to put in the Constitution, you want to put in the Constitution, uh, go get the Congress to tell us to do it. But that's right. kind of that. And that's not Ted's head they're beating on behind him. Um and you hear that? I better block yeah. that out. No, that that's okay. It's kind of it's kind of neat. Um, they're not saying yay or nay on abortion. They're saying put it in the right place. And yet, this is really what irks me about the cheap shots that occur in politics. They've used that as a smear tactic against Republicans because sure. Trump put those uh, deciding votes into the Supreme Court. And this has uh, caused the attack on the Supreme, you know, all of the above. If that kind of stuff is, in my humble opinion, being a teacher and a person who always taught clear writing and wanted to be a clear writer himself, therefore a clear thinker, that's done deliberately to obscure meaning rather than clear up meaning. The press knows what it's doing. The Democrats know what they're doing when they corrupt the narrative that way. That, well, they do it on purpose, no doubt. Yeah, that, that's the biggest attack on this country is the manipulation of the narrative. Right. Really, I think well, fundamentally. And, and it's, 
I mean, this goes back to days of Socrates when people organized and started to form communes and, and some kind of a political structure. You've always got good versus evil, right versus wrong, and you're going to always have that because there's people on the planet. And it's not just men that do this. There's women that do the same thing. And, and so this is the struggle of mankind. Our system of a constitutional republic is the system that has created the most freedom and liberties bar none on the planet. Uh, there's been other ones that have laid the groundwork for that, but our system was by far the one that's created the most. And you've got these people in politics, in the media, in Hollywood, in these corporations and the WEF that don't like a free society. They want a controlled society that they can tell you what kind of car to drive, how far you can drive, what kind of food you're going to eat, if you're going to eat insects versus beef. These are the people that are pushing all this garbage. And they're, you know what they're doing? There are different factions, and they're coming together as a, a strong, unified force against freedom and liberty. But and Don that's would fact. You, Don would tell you over today, we're just about out of time. It's right, right at 9.58, um, nudging at 9.57. So uh, been a wonderful conversation, a lot of positive remarks here in the chat line, a lot of energy in today's show. Um, and that is not a banging on Ted's head back there. That is construction going on. <laughs> no, it's okay, man. No, I'm just teasing with you. But uh, it's all part of the whole flavor of the interview. And uh, We'll show you a uh, progression of our house as, as we move on. I'll yeah. take this over now where you can see it working. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looks good. We're man. right on the river, so we've got to put what they call helical piles or piers in to support the foundation so it doesn't sink into the muck. Shall we close out with the, the detail you told me on the break about your trip to Iowa? Uh, uh, I'm going to keep that quiet. Okay, we'll keep that under your hat. But I'll Notice send you how- the narrative of what I wrote. Okay. Notice how diplomatic I was there, Ted. I cleared you that very, before. But I was very impressed with that. <laughs> <laughs> well man have a great day it looks like you're having one and thanks for checking in hopefully right, see you in a week and uh we'll have y'all a lot take of care. thanks for letting me uh be part of this on a wednesday y'all take care and appreciate your sponsors and your listeners okay buddy we'll see you later thanks. warthog command center out <laughs>